Hello and welcome to That's What People Do, episode number 28. 28. It's been five minutes since we stopped recording episode 27. <laughs> this is how we do things here. Episode 28 already. Also, I, I feel like we bring it up. Oh, to be fair, I, I bring up most part. I bring up like every time we come to record. I'm like, it's been a week for you guys, yeah. but it's been a month <laughs> for us. But because like it's still every time it's funny for literally, me. Yeah, it's literally a month. It was like for you, everyone listening, it's like it was just next week's episode. It's like, no, I haven't done this for a month. Yeah, <laughs> it's genuinely like, been a month. Yeah, it's it it, it it like takes like five or ten minutes to get back into the swing of it. So me and Ryan take turns traveling to each other because we live like two and a half hours away. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So we'll only ever travel six times a year. Yeah, we'll see fair. each other twelve times a year, but we'll only travel six times a year, which just doesn't sound like a lot, but time flies. It really does, because you, know, you were saying when we got here, you're like, it doesn't feel like two months since I was been no, here. No, I was last here in November. <laughs> and then it's January. Pre- Christmas has happened. What like, absolutely mental. Right, who's today about? I hear you cry, and I'll tell you, it is about Fred West and Rose West. If you're American, those names might not ring a bell. They are some of the most horrific serial killers that England has ever seen. Mm. Uh, if you're English, as Ryan said at the end of last episode, and you haven't heard about them, you're about to be in for a surprise that this happened in your country. Yeah, man, this is this is a messed up story. I'm sure if you're like in your 20s or whatever, ask your parents about this, and they will tell you because this would have been around their time. So, we're going to start with Fred West, and then Rose West comes into it a little bit later on. Yep. So Fred West, born 29th of September 1941 in a Hereford village of Much Markle. Now this was a really nice rural village cut off from city life. Now obviously every time we've covered a serial killer at no point has it been they had a really nice upbringing. I don't think that has ever happened in the history of ever. Most serial killers, if not all serial killers, had a horrific upbringing. Mm. Fred was no different. It was widely believed that Fred's father, Walter, was a child abuser. Naturally. That does not surprise me. But his mother doted upon him. However, she doted upon him a little bit too much. As soon as he came of age, so to speak, sexually, she moved upon him. And it seems as though incest within this family was acceptable and a pretty regular occurrence. What? Yeah, so he would sleep with his mother. No, I mean... Oh so already this kid's got off to a really fucking shit start. Oh, Christ. Do you any idea how old he is? Uh, Well, the next paragraph starts with he left school at 14, so I reckon maybe... Oh, so he's under 14 and his mum's trying to have her end away with him. Yeah. But also, oh, I can't... I can't... I cannot... No, I'm not even sure I should talk about this. I'm not trying to confess nothing here. I'm just saying like, <laughs> in, the, the actual fucking content itself uh, uh, so the dad beat him and shit yeah that's quite normal yeah it's fucked up but normal yeah for that sort of time like yeah, yeah. parents sort of would hit sort their of kids, yeah. hit their kids like even i got a little yeah. knock every now and then from parents but but the dad was a bit extra yeah he was he was vicious he's a prick yeah and then the mum was always being like oh like come here my little baby like yeah, whatever yeah. At what point does that then change? Into sexual. Ah, oh, so both his parents were fucking horrible like that. And then, mm, I'm sorry, but like, if you've birthed it, you don't go near it. Yeah. It's already touched ridiculous. your vagina once. Should not mm. touch it again. Ah, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> All right. 
Mm. What a horrendous no, thing I no, just said. No, no, oh dear. No. It's, it's one of those. It's like, <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. I want to mother you again. I want to birth you again. Maybe maybe it was innocent. Maybe she was just trying to birth him again. She loved him so much she wanted to go through that again. No. No. No, that's just wrong on every level. It is very wrong on every level. That's fucking horrible. I can't get over it. I can't get over that. That's well, you're going to have to because that's not even the worst thing I'm going to say this episode. That's pretty bad. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Your own mother is... Ugh, this whole thing just escalates to the point where it just crescendos uh, and it's just fucking... This is one of the most messed up stories of all time. It's not even a story. It happened. He left school at 14, pretty much unable to read and to write. He had an IQ of 80. The human average is around 100. Einstein was 160. Was that right? Yeah. Damn. So he was half of Einstein's intelligence. Mm. No, less than half. You can read right. What's half of 160? 80? How dumb am I? My IQ must be fucking 50 at this point. <laughs> yeah, he had half the IQ of Einstein, which doesn't sound so bad, but 100 is average. He had 80. He effectively learned how to live off the land. He didn't need his academic skills because he was more, and the word, this word kept being used on documentaries, he was more industrious. That just means he was a labourer. Yeah, he was good with his hands. Yeah. Just, Fred, do that. Yeah. Very physical being. Mm. Yeah. Oh, God, no, yeah. No, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I was going to, no. So, I'm going to say it. Fred loved motorbikes and he saved up and eventually he bought a motorbike. However, on November 28th, 1958, whilst out biking, he collided with a girl riding in the opposite direction and obviously flew off the fucking bike. Mm. West suffered serious head wounds, amongst other injuries, and he was unconscious in hospital for a week. So seven days he was out of the camp. It's said that this accident damaged like the front, like the front part of your brain there. Frontal lobe. Yeah, and it's the part that measures morality. You know okay. when you go to do something and you think, fuck, that's fucked up, I can't do that. Yeah. Or if you ever, everyone's thought about it, so let's just say, if you ever thought about killing someone mm. and then you're like, no, I can't do that, that's horrible. Yeah. He lost that completely. Damn. So he had no, like, repulse, like, nothing repulsed him, mm-hmm. which obviously comes into play a lot later. So a man that was already pretty unhinged, like, he just fully derailed. And obviously through this, he'd suffer violent mood swings and all that because his brain was just, he also lost his good looks. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> apparently before this he was blonde hair blue eyes like apparently quite a good looking lad but have you ever seen someone with a brain injury no their face can change oh is that why he's kind of got a bit like eh, like, kind of. like almost like he's gurning all the time sort of if you if you look at someone with a brain injury their face and their features will look so different right after the accident I don't know how it works, but people people's appearance changes after brain injuries. Yeah, it's bizarre. I'm so just looking at I've got I've got pictures of him up on my laptop. He, l- he looks so like fucking like... Shrek with hair. Yeah, he does. He does look like Shrek, doesn't he? So before the accident, Fred knew how to charm women. However, afterwards, he would effectively just rape the girls in his village. <sighs> if he wanted sex with them, he would be very physically forceful. So. Fred met 16-year-old Rena Costello, a 16-year-old prostitute from Scotland. He would marry her, and despite her being five months pregnant with another man's child. Now, she was quite a strong woman. She was quite, dare I say, controlling. And she would know how to tame Fred. Mm. There's doubts whether there was love between them, but he felt comfortable with her because I think his mother did such a number on him. He needed someone to be mother him and be like, do this, do that, you can't do that. Yeah. And she gave him that. So Charmaine West, the, the child of another man, 
yeah. was born in 1963 and was quickly followed by Anne-Marie, who was Fred's daughter. Okay. The children would be in and out of foster care for most of their life and would spend most of their time with Fred, which obviously is probably not what you want. Mm-mm. In 1965, due to Fred's behaviour, Rena feared for her own safety and fled to Scotland. But Fred was adamant that he would keep the children, and he did. Even the one that ain't his? Hmm? Even the one that weren't his? Yep, he kept, uh, them, he kept both of them. So after <sighs> Rena fled to Scotland, Anna McFall would act as a nanny to these children, and it's said that she was Fred's great love of his life, and she soon fell pregnant with another of his children. This is where it just gets a bit mad. Not that it hasn't been mad already. Anna was Anna was last seen on July in July nineteen sixty seven. The mother of his the mother child. Uh, so she was pregnant at this time. Apparently, Fred deemed her surplus to requirements. He effectively didn't find it need, like have a use for her anymore. She kind and of she had the kid. No, 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 no. Okay. She overstayed her welcome essentially. So he killed her and he buried her. She was the last body of his murders to be discovered. 27 okay. years later. Wow. She was decapitated, dismembered, and she was found uh, with the skeleton of her unborn child still inside of her. Fucking hell. Yeah. So she must have been close to term if there's a skeleton. Wow. I'm... But she was the last body to be discovered. So let's try and break down his sort of thinking at this sort of time yeah. period, right? He's... He's with this woman, mm-hmm. having a relationship with her, sleeping with her. Yeah. Which one? Uh, the one that's dead. Anna, yeah. Anna, right? And then, at what point, he's thinking, all right, this woman's just surplus to requirements, like, whatever, she, I, I need, it's time to get rid. Yeah. What is it about, like, why does he have to take her head off? Like, that that's extreme. Like, if you had said to me, at that point, you know, he's, you know, not to make this sound light or anything, but like he stabbed her or something, and she died or stabbed her in the neck or yeah. that kind of shit, right? That's more personal in that, like yeah. it's up close. They say like stabbings are quite personal attacks. Like it's yeah. up close. You've got to really hate that person to do that to him. But yeah. he took off her head. Yeah, that's pretty fucking extreme. Yeah. So, at what point? Like, this doesn't seem to be any escalation. It's just he just does it. Yeah, because he lost that part of him that like would stop him from doing that. So, so, so it's almost like like what you've said in that is that like he's gone shall I take a head off but there's no thing that went no you probably shouldn't do that they, they say that this is what separates him from other serial killers and how he got away with it for so long is that because he lost that part of his brain he was allowed to think about things very industriously and very meticulously right. so he would be very practical in the ways that he dealt with the bodies so he could like put them in bags essentially and put them in the walls yeah, well, that fucking happens. Yeah, but he takes her. But this, what I'm trying to. Oh, what I can't understand is like he takes her head. Is I'm assuming that's how he, she died. I guess I, I don't. I'm going to assume that's how he killed her. But like, it's such an extreme way yeah. to do it. He, he he did he didn't. Yeah, he just did things in the most practical way possible. And she's pregnant with his kid. Yeah. And the skeleton of that was found along with her. That's the that's, that's horrible, man. So that that counts as does that count as two murders? Um, uh, yeah. When you get into the pro life thing, then let's not get into that. Yeah, let's not get into that. So, 
We haven't even gone to Rose West yet. Let's meet her. Rosemary West had a similar upbringing to Fred. Obviously, another serial killer with a weird upbringing. Never. Her parents had mental health disorders and her father was very abusive to his daughters. He'd be violent and he would rape Rose pretty often. Stop having sex with your kids. Yeah, please don't. We're anti-incest. I'm sure we've said that before as well. Yeah. I'm sure we've said that on another episode. We, I'm, I'm, you're right. I think we've said it before. Stop touching your kids inappropriately. Stop having sex with your yeah. kids. Just leave them alone. We're anti-incest on this podcast. Anti-incest. That's what people do is anti-incest. I'm glad we've made that claim. Because I, I was confused up until now. Yeah, we don't condone it. Don't do it. Leave them alone. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Right. <laughs> Upon meeting, Fred found... He, he found a broken soul like his own. Yeah. So... Fred was 12 years older than Rose. Okay. And she would move in with him when she was 17, so he was 29. Okay. Which is a little bit fucked up. Uh, I'm just not illegal. Not not illegal. But ethically a bit messed up. What, the age gap or the yes. just the age she was at the at time? Like, yeah, a little, I don't know. It just seems something about that. That seems weird. It's not. It's one of them that's not illegal, but it's, not, it's, it's weird. It's <laughs> weird. Um... My dad is 13 years older than my mum. But how old was she when she met? they met? Technically, the first time they met, my mum was five. Well, I've really and put my, my dad foot in was it now. 17. <laughs> I've really put my foot in it now. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so my, my dad's sister, who's older than him, used to be the neighbour of my granddad. Right. That makes sense so far. Yeah. And then obviously my dad would like come to his sister's house, who happened to live next to a door to my granddad. And yeah. so my granddad also at the time was a driving instructor. Right. My granddad taught my dad how to drive at the age of 17. Mm. And so obviously he'd pop next door to my granddad's and get in the car. And at that age, my mum was out front doing handstands when she was five. Right. And then like years later, they married. Again, I'll hammer home the point <laughs> of not illegal. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't then like at the time when they got together in the end. At that time, it would have been. Yeah, if he did stuff then, wrong. Naughty. But yeah, that didn't happen. She was like in her 20s when they got cool. together. So well, this is weird now. Fuck! But yeah, not illegal. Bit strange. Age ain't nothing but number. Unless, unless that number young. is under the age of consent. Or if you're a member of the royal family. Whoa! Moving on! <laughs> she soon fell pregnant and would give birth to Heather Ann in October 1970. Why has he not killed this one? Which one? Rosemary. Why, uh, was, why was the other one, Anna, surplus to requirements, but Rosemary wasn't? What was it about her that he was like, no, nah, that one's fine? We kind of get into that a little bit. All right. Um, now, Rose obviously was not maternal. Uh, she would lead a very regimented household and would discourage the children from making friends. Mm. Now, this is from, from here on out is when it's just fucking balls to the wall. Not that it hasn't been already. It's just more balls to the wall than it has been. 1971, Charmaine vanished. Remember Charmaine? Oh, uh, talk to me again. Charmaine was the daughter of Rena Costello, the first woman. Right, that's Scottish it. Scottish prostitute. But was this one his kid? No. This was the one that wasn't his kid? This is the one that was not his kid. Right. Rose had killed her. Oh, shit. Yeah. She saw Charmaine as an obstacle in her and Fred's relationship. Not the other two kids. No, but I'm sure that this is an actual thing of people fall in love and they have a kid and one of the partners will get jealous of the child taking the attention of... Uh, apparently this is quite um, 
What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, common in men. Is it? Apparently, it's quite common in men when man, wife, they have their kid, and then all the attention from the wife goes to the, to the kid, kids. and the dad's the one that gets jealous. Interesting. Yeah. Oh God! I think my dad's a serial killer. <laughs> he, he did this. <laughs> oh no! And then after this, Rena, Char- uh, Charmaine's mother, came looking for her daughter. Now, obviously, this naturally posed a problem for Fred and Rose. Rose, and they did the only thing that they know how to do. Rena was last seen alive in autumn 1971. Her dismembered body would be found in the field next door to where Fred had buried Anna McFall. Wow. So she came asking questions and they just got rid of her. Back in these days, it was a lot easier to commit murder than it is today. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Like like, forensics and shit was not good. No. And obviously... Smartphones. We kind of get onto this more. Um, These are people that won't be missed, so to to speak. Yeah. Like, no one came looking for Rena. No, no, because she was a sex worker. Exactly. Jack the Ripper-esque. Yeah. Fred and Rose married in January 1972. That's when they moved to 25 Cromwell Street, an address that will live in infamy, probably one of the most famous addresses in terms of serial killers ever. Yeah. And that uh, doesn't exist anymore. No, it does not. It does not exist anymore. The inhabitants of the street were people who wouldn't often stay long. Everyone would come and go, like bed sits and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it was perfect for a murderous couple to live in because no one really stayed long enough to ask questions. Yeah, and like it probably, you know, like you know what your neighbours are like. You're like, oh, that one's an arsehole. Yeah, that one's a da da da. No one's staying long enough to really get to know what exactly. you're like. Exactly. In November 1972. 17-year-old Caroline Owens was hitchhiking after seeing her boyfriend. Again, we're the hitchhikers. Again, Stop <laughs> hitchhiking. Stop hitchhiking. You're asking for it. <laughs> I don't think they had Uber in these days, though. No. Not they have taxis. Come on. Get a bus. Walk. Yeah. Fred and Rose offered her a ride. They, during this car journey, you could, there's an interview with Caroline, so she survives. You can go Is on. she blonde? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've yeah, seen the interviews. Interviews, yeah. They would offer her to become a nanny and move in with them. Right. And happy at her current home situation, she accepted. Shortly after moving in, Fred let slip that Anne-Marie, his eight-year-old daughter, was not a virgin. What? Yeah. It was kind of a bit of a fucked-up comment. However, when questioned, he admitted that he did not rape her. He said, I didn't rape her. But instead said she was in an accident where a bike seat had penetrated her. Bullshit. What the fuck's that about? What shape is this bike seat? I think I think he went to say that he had had sex with her and upon seeing Caroline's disgust, yeah. changed his tact very quickly. Oh, mm. I mean, do you, know what he's, do you know what's happened? Is He's almost... This doesn't sound horrible. He struck gold with Rosemary. Yeah. In that he he's found someone. found someone like-minded. Yeah. In a way. Although... It's like the fucking Moore's murderers. Like, crazy finds crazy. You're right, we will definitely talk about that at some point in the future. But Crazy Finds Crazy. But Rosemary, before, when he met her, was a damaged person yep. that he's fully manipulated more and more and more. Mm. But he was, a, he was a damaged person that, yeah. well, clearly he, of his own accord, went weird. But yeah, and then, yeah, so with Caroline, he's like, oh yeah, my, da, 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 da. she's not a virgin. Like, yeah. he's fucking boasting, bragging. Yeah. She's like, what the fuck? Oh, uh, 
bike seat. Yeah. No, that's not how it works. Yeah, it's literally not how it works. That's not how it works. Oh, Fred. So, after this, Fred would offer Caroline the chance to join his and Rose's sex circle, which had, like, other men involved, mainly. Uh, she would decline, and she would take this as her opportunity to flee the house. That, what? Not the fucking bike seat incident? No, she, she, she fucked off. Now, a few months passed, and then Fred and Rose spotted Caroline in the same spot where she was hitchhiking previously... And offered her a lift home. Stop hitchhiking. Stop hitchhiking, Stop Caroline. Stop hitchhiking. Uh, she accepted because I think at that point she felt, but I think she felt like she couldn't not. No, the dad has hinted to the fact that he's had sex with his eight-year-old child, and then asked you to get involved with his sex orgy. I think group. it's one of those situations where you're so scared, you're just like, yeah, yeah. Stop fucking hitchhiking, then. Yeah, literally, stop hitchhiking. <laughs> stop hitchhiking. Ryan does not enjoy hitchhiking. I don't agree with hitchhiking. Stop <laughs> doing it. You're putting yourselves in unnecessary <laughs> danger to the point where she has just got back into the car of the person she's left before because he's hinting at the fact that he's having sex with his daughter. Yeah, literally. And now she's like, oh, I kind of have to get in the car now. No, you didn't. Because you shouldn't <laughs> be hitchhiking. Where are you going that is so needed to be going to that you've got to do that? So... <laughs> Fred would be making sexual references during this journey. Of course he did. Escalating to a point where he told Rose to see if she's wet. What? If you didn't need to throw up, you do not. Rose would then grab Caroline's crotch and a fight would ensue. Fred pulled over and knocked Caroline unconscious. When she came to, Fred was tying her hands together, gagged her and then drove her back to Cromwell Street. What would follow is a night of sexual abuse where Caroline was raped. Poor woman. Rose would leave Fred alone with Caroline, who would rape her again. After this, he began to cry and offered her the chance of survival if she kept quiet and lived with them again. Now, naturally, if someone offers you the chance to live, you're like, yep. So Mm. she accepted. She was like, yep, fucking too right. And the first opportunity she got, she went straight to the police. Which I think any sane person would do at that point. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll work for you. (laughs) Bye. Yeah, that is smart, but like, you can tell about his IQ now. Yeah. Please don't leave me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course I won't, big scary Shrek man. Yeah. And then it's like... <laughs> Just go and shop. <laughs> Just go to the shop. Uh, the door's unlocked, by the way. Oh, thanks. <laughs> fucking legs it. Poor woman, man. That's fucking horrible. Yeah, she, she does interviews. Very brave woman. So Fred and Rose were charged with kidnap and sexual assault. However, Caroline was too afraid to give evidence, so they were never charged with rape. That's that. That is terrifying that Mm. she didn't feel supported enough by the criminal criminal justice system. To give evidence. Yeah, enough to give fucking evidence. That's horrific. Yeah, really bad. And this will make you even angrier. They were charged £25 each, around £380 to £390 today. And were allowed to go free. Seriously? Yeah, that's all they got. £25 each. They fucking raped someone. Yeah. There must be some it, like... 70s, man, it's fucked. But even, like... Oh, it's so frustrating. Surely you can be like, I'm too scared to give evidence. Oh, no, it's difficult, isn't it? Like, oh, they raped her. Yeah. I can't believe it. They didn't uh, even have their kids taken off them. That, yeah, that... Yeah, yeah. Even that. It's, it's fully messed. Fully messed. So, yeah, they're allowed to go. This lack of punishment would naturally result in many more victims mm. where Fred and Rose would have learned, don't let them go free. 
So they would often hunt young girls on the margins of society who wouldn't be missed. When Fred and Rose found their victims, they would take them to Cromwell Street and into their cellar. Mm. Now their cellar, pretty famous. Yeah. They would torture their victims, such as stripping them and hanging them up for long periods of time. Fred would often talk about bodies mummifying. Nobody knows exactly what happened in the cellar because obviously they didn't come out and say, mm. but it's it's really clear that they were tortured and killed and dismembered in there, uh, and they would then be buried under the cellar. And when he couldn't fit any more corpses in there, he concreted the floor and turned it into a bedroom for his children. Oh, great! Yeah, nice yeah. one. Lots of ghosts. <laughs> so their killing spree would last for fourteen years. We'll we'll get I do a little bit for the uh, the victims at the end, so we'll get onto the victims' names at the end. Do you have like a total ha- total body count? Yeah. How well, many? Uh, twelve. Twelve that pe- we know of. Twelve that we know of. Yeah. And they were never ever apprehended in it in that time. For fourteen like, years they got for away with 14 it. Fourteen years they got away with it. Yeah. That is fucking disgusting. Yeah. Now. Yeah. This is where their downfall started. In June 1987, so considering we were talking about 72 a while ago, you can see how much time has passed and how much they'd fucking go away with it. Heather, their oldest daughter, was 16. Now, she was becoming a little bit of a problem for them. Uh, Wow, I just skip on my notes here. So I'm going to divulge a little bit. She would become a problem because obviously around 16, you start to talk and you start to let people know about things. So whilst the other children were at school one day, she would be murdered. And then she would be buried under what would then become their patio in their garden. She's own daughter. Yeah. She lay undiscovered under the patio for eight years. Wow. Yeah. And uh, this is fucked up, more so. Rose would often tell her other children to behave or they'd end up under the patio like Heather. What? Yeah, so, so she'd joke about it. No. Yeah. And she would very... Th- they got to the point where they thought, oh, we can't be caught. They got really just blatant about it. Which is really what's formed their downfall. Heather was their downfall. So the kids, did the kids know their sister being killed? I imagine so, yeah. Oh, mate. Nah, that's fucked up. Yeah. So she lay under the patio for eight years. Heather's disappearance did not go unnoticed. Detective Constable Hazel Savage caught wind of this and she caught winds of the dark jokes that Rose would often say because obviously they'd been going for fucking 14 odd years, 14 yeah. plus years. Getting they away thought, with it, growing in confidence. Yeah, growing in confidence every day. And she got permission for West's patio to be dug up. On 24th of February 1994, police arrived at 25 Cromwell Street and put an end to the many years of murder. Whilst digging up the patio, looking for Heather, because that's all they knew of, they were only looking for Heather, they discovered three thigh bones. <sighs> now, naturally, if you discover three thigh bones, you're like, I don't think she was born with three thigh bones. It soon became apparent that there was a lot more than just Heather's body. The Wests, obviously, were arrested. Fred, after a while, came to terms that the game was over, and he offered to point out where the rest of the bodies were buried. He would show them the sites of three bodies buried in his garden, but remained quiet about the six buried under the basement. This this is unconfirmed, but the documentary I watched said that he was proud of his handiwork and didn't want his cellar dug up. So he refused to tell them, but he told them about the ones in the garden. He proud more about the... About like, the concrete, the concrete and building work. a bedroom. And, Jeez, yeah. fucking yeah. dickhead. Yeah. 
weird guy. However, to gather more evidence, the police decided to knock down 25 Cromwell Street. So they just took the entire fucking house down, mm. which is crazy. Like, what an operation. Uncovering the remaining bodies in the cellar, totaling nine. They searched the West's household and discovered the body... The, the, they oh, Sorry, going back. They searched the West's old household mm-hmm. and discovered the body of Charmaine West, the uh, first daughter they killed of Rena. The bodies of Rena Costello and Anna McFall were later found in the fields. Police would find that various bones were missing from the victims and would speculate that Fred had kept them as trophies. Mm. So there'd be like a finger missing here and there. Apparently on one body there was a fucking shoulder blade missing. Damn. Like how do you like... It, it, you can't... It has to have been taken. Yeah. As opposed to have just... Because you don't lose a fucking shoulder blade. That doesn't just, that doesn't just fall off. Yeah. So it, it, he kept them as trophies somewhere. Mad. On June 30th, 1994... Fred and Rose West appeared at Gloucester Magistrates Court and were jointly charged with nine murders. And Fred would be charged with further two murders, I believe, of Charmaine and Rena. Mm-hmm. I don't. He they hadn't found Anna yet, so that would come later. Okay. Six months later, on January first, nineteen ninety-five, the first day of the year, whilst waiting to stand trial at Winston Green Prison in Birmingham, Fred West. Hanged himself. Cunt. Yeah. Took the easy way out. Rose would be sentenced to life imprisonment. It is rumoured that there are more bodies yet to be found and other victims of Fred and Rose West, however, will never actually know. Rose remains alive in prison today and she maintains her innocence. Oh, give fuck, man. Yeah, she says she's innocent. She once appealed her sentence, stating that Fred <laughs> acted alone and she even tried to stop him. Oh, fucking hell. Honestly, the the, the balls to do that. Her appeal was uh, very swiftly, swiftly denied. <laughs> oh, mate. So the victims that we know of. So it's just a list of victims here. Right. Uh, Linda Goff, age 21. Lucy Partington, age 21. Carol Cooper, age 15. Juanita Mott, aged 18. Shirley Hubbard, aged 15. Therese Siegenthaler, aged 21. Alison Chambers, aged 16. Shirley Robinson, aged 18. Heather West, aged 16. Charmaine West, aged 8. Catherine Rena Costello and Anna McFall. Those are the victims that we know of. However, speaking to Susanna Reid, the Good Morning Britain host alongside Piers Morgan. Oh, yeah. In 2018, Mae West, another one of his daughters, says there is potentially 30-plus more victims of their parents' vile act. But, unfortunately, Fred took the coward's way out and Rose will never talk, so we'll never we'll never know. And, unfortunately, the, the, the women that they preyed on were the kind of women that no one will really go looking for. Mm. So... We know of those. We know of those 12, but there's potentially many, many more. So he hated women. I think I think that's fair to say. He hated women. Yeah. Like, he's sadistic, and then he, he he's only killing women. Yeah. It, and they're all of a similar age. They're all young, yeah. They're all 21. young. In the, apart from Late Rina teens and, to and Anna, it was 21's the oldest. I mean... Uh, Rena. Was yep. the mother of his, his mother of first child. Yeah. He killed her. Yeah. Because 
she became a problem. She came she looking for Charmaine after. Yeah, so Charmaine's she dead. is a sort of a uh, what's the word? Not retaliation, but like a preemptive killing. Like it's mm-hmm. like oh, fuck, I've got cleared. Yeah. That's just the easy way out. Get it done. Yeah. The daughter that ain't his. Charmaine. He's just killed her because Rose killed her. Rose killed her. Because she was in the way of their relationship. She's just in the way of relationship. He killed his own daughter from his first marriage. She was his eldest, wasn't it? Heather. Yeah. Yes. She was the eldest. So she is a hangover from... uh, Sorry, I forgot the name again. Uh, Anna. No. Let's go back and have a look. Yeah. The Scottish uh, woman. Rena. Rena. So, yes. Uh, the no, old... Heather wasn't Rena's. Was she not? No. Was she... Heather, I believe... Heather was uh, Fred and Rose's. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right. Okay. Okay. I, I can't understand it. I can't understand it. I was, I was, I was going to try to understand it somehow. Try and get some sort of thinking... You know, as to try, I try to relate somehow to his thinking. Like, oh, what was he trying to think? Was he like, oh, she's like a rem- remnant from an old relationship, get rid of that. Da, 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 da. But now it's just like, I can't understand. The only thing I can think of is he just has some sort of hatred towards women. But he sexualized them a lot. I think he was, he was a sex pest for sure. Well, it's got to come down from his mother. Yeah, that really didn't help. It just comes down from his mother, the way his mother treated him. Yeah. Yeah, but having sex with him, he's got this fucking weird image and vision of what love is. Yeah. And how you very treat warped. someone. Yeah. Very, very warped. You know, he was abused as a child, so he continues to abuse as an adult himself, even his own kids. Yeah. And then he's only killing women. It's almost like he's taking out his hatred on his mother every time he does it. <laughs> Probably. I, I, yeah. just, I don't know. I'm just trying to understand it a bit more. No, that, that does make a lot of sense. That does make a lot of sense. It's said as well that... Fred and Rose feared each other. They would often fear that the other one would turn on them and kill them. So they had to keep outdoing each other in like homicidal ways to show the other one that they were kind of like worthy and don't try and kill me, otherwise I'll get you, kind of thing. Mm. So th- th- there was a form, there was a sort of competition between them. Yeah, because they were both fucked. It's mad that they met, but if he had met someone nice who had just perhaps was a little bit vulnerable. He would have just killed her, whereas Rose kept her life because she was fucked up like him. She could com- compete. Yeah, for sure. I think she proved that when she just offed Charmaine. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And she, well, no, she hasn't ever given an explanation because she swears by and she's fucking innocent. Yeah, she's still in prison, still about. Do you know what it is? It's like she's she's using him as a scapegoat or is trying to in any way mm. use him as a scapegoat because it's not like he can fucking argue against it she's no. like well it was all him it was all him well yeah you would say that because he's dead now he's not going to argue against it when they were first in court together in Gloucester uh, he looked for her and she ignored him mm. which apparently just broke him really because before that he was quite boastful quite okay with everything and when she ignored him and kind of like what's the word disregarded shunned him, him shunned him he, he, he just fell apart and um, which is why he killed himself. Which makes you want makes you wonder, like, she ever really have anything for him? <sighs> it can't be love, can it? No, that I mean, that's not that's not that's not love. That's not that's not love. So what what did she have toward him? Like, I mean, she someone that would indulge her crazy. I don't know. I can't understand it. 
Now, I did, I, I didn't write this down, but I think from what I remember hearing is that during his last few years or whatever, he would write like little memoirs or something, and he would often talk about Anna McFall and how much he loved her. The one he killed? Yeah. Who was surplus to requirements? Who was carrying yeah. his unborn child? Yeah. Prick. I hate him. He's an absolute prick. A coward and a cunt for killing himself beforehand. Really vile people. Like, I before research this, I knew of them, but I didn't realise the extent of what they'd done because it was before my time. Mm. But fucking hell, like, you feel physically ill when you, like, look at it. But where the house was now is a, is a path. Yeah. You can just walk over it. Good, good, good. Yeah, because you don't want you don't want to look at that and know what it is. And yeah. more importantly, you don't want to memorialize it as yeah. Like when we spoke about uh, Manson, like um, um, you don't want like a shrine. Yeah. Like um, you know, we we posted on our social media about his girlfriend Star, who wanted to parade <laughs> his body around in a glass box. Yeah. No, you don't want that. You don't want people going to that house, fucking praising this bloke or whatever. He's a prick. He's an absolute prick. Yeah, it's. Bizarre, isn't it? Fred West. Fred You're West a and Rose West. You fucking weird, weird people. They're prob- very similar to the Moore's murderers. Yeah, Moira and uh, Ian. No, Moira and... I forget what his name is now. Why is Ian Huntley coming to mind? No, we know. spoke about Ian Huntley earlier briefly. There's and we're, so we're going to do an episode killers. on him. Moira Hindley, isn't it? Yeah, but what's his name? I need to find out. Yeah. Google that. Google that shit. Ian Brady. Ian Brady. Wasn't Ian, that's why. That's why. There we go. Yeah, they they were fucked. Well, they'll never find them victims because they refused to... Well, they're dead now, aren't they? Uh, is one of them still alive? I think they might be dead. I don't know. But yeah, they refused to ever give up their victims' place, which is so fucked up for the family. Like, just let them know where their loved one's buried, for fuck's sakes. Like, you've already killed them. You're, you're in prison. What... Because it's the only sort of power. That, yeah, they're both dead. Ian Brady died two thousand seven. Oh. Uh, two thousand seventeen. Sorry. Oh, right. um, yeah, it's the only power they have. You're right. It's the only power they have. They're in prison, and if ever they, it's almost like leverage. It's like, well, I want a day out in the sun. Yeah. I know where a body is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Where is it? I'll show you if I get to have a day out. <laughs> and then yeah. they get to have a day out. Walk through the woods, and they're like, there. Okay. Okay. Boys, start digging. It's not there. Ha <laughs> ha. Jokes on you. I got a free day out. Yeah. But then you don't get another one. Well, it's it's like uh, next week's episode. We're going to talk about uh, another killer. Um, an American killer. An American killer. There are a certain amount of murders that we know about. And then himself confessing to something like 200 deaths or whatever. Yeah. It's like, well, probably you didn't. But yeah. You just want to bigger than you are. You, yeah, you big yourself up. And until I can prove otherwise I'll have to sort of assume that you have maybe killed 200 people and until then you'd be like right I know where there's another body yeah alright yeah you know it's power in it seriously so I have no doubt that your next episode will start with he had a fucked up childhood uh yeah probably I don't think so oh really because I've, I've never known a serial killer who just had a really nice upbringing and just decided one day to be a serial killer um I will double check but I don't think so oh he just mm. turned. Yeah, he just turned. But yeah. Well, there we go. There's a an, an anomaly. There is an anomaly. So there, there, there's a thing, I don't know if you've heard about it. It's called the McDonald Triad. Have I ever brought this mm-hmm. up before? It's called the McDonald Triad. Let me quickly double check. I've got it right. So um, the McDonald Triad is uh, a guy. Um, I forget what his name is. It is McDonald. But um, he has sort of this like 
there's three factors um, that someone has to have either all three or like two of the three or even one of them like but if you have all three you're going to be like a serial killer of some sorts yeah. right and it's um bed wetting fire setting and cruelty to animals yeah apparently if you kill animals when you're younger that's a big sign yeah uh and it's not like if you have all of those mm. then chances are very very high you would go on to be like a killer of sorts so fi- uh, fi- setting fires bed wetting and uh torturing animals i did none well, I wetted the bed when it was socially acceptable when you're, like, really a kid, but yeah. when you're old enough. Yeah, that, that happens. Uh, I used to set fires. I'll get, like, a deodorant can with my friends and, like, make flamethrowers. Did we talk about this before? We spoke about this before. I used to set fires in a forest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's the last time we saw it. Uh, but I've never harmed animals. I don't harm animals. I mean, I eat meat, but that doesn't count. I used to hit hoverflies with badminton rackets. Because like the noise they make when they hit the racket is really satisfying. That's really <laughs> fucked up when I say it. Doing. Yeah, literally. Doing. <laughs> I don't think. Do insects count? Oh, Magnifying glass on the ants in science oh, class. Oh, we've all done that. Yeah, that, I don't think that counts. Yeah, it's pretty normal. But I remember when I was younger, like in my nan's garden, she had one of those big, like you know, those bushes that attract butterflies. Me and my brother would find injured butterflies and would like nurse them back to health. No, that's cute. So you're not going to be a murderer. We're the opposite. We're Jesus. You're not like don't fuck with cats. Have you seen that? No, but Mike, our mutual friend, told me about it as well, and I was like, I will watch it under one fucking provision that at no point do I see any animals being harmed. You do not see them. You'll see it. It'll lead up to like the bit but you never see the bit good because right. like i can watch human beings die all day and it, i will be fine <laughs> yeah and i have been on like rot.com and all yeah. that sort of crap Tur- show me one animal being harmed and like my heart fucking shatters yeah yeah you're right you're right i can't do that animals man are just precious. no th- I, I did see that on netflix and i thought i love a documentary however i think that one would actually kill me no it, you've got to watch it it's fucking insane it is insane and it's crazy to think about like how these sort of people think i couldn't i couldn't in all good conscience like harm an animal i don't think or another human being no i could if it was kill or be killed potentially but i'll never be in that never be in that situation i'm touching wood wood right now (laughs) you got a boner (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah so yeah mcdonald tried to harming animals fire setting or wet in the bed if you're doing all of that high chance you're gonna be killing so if you do all that and you're listening um Go get some help, please, because yeah. I do not want... Well, actually, no. Do you know what? Do you, because we may get a podcast out of this. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ryan just condoned serial killing. I did not condone a thing. So last week he was shitting on Desmond Doss. Now he's condoning uh, serial killing. I'm not having a good month. <laughs> no. <laughs> what next? Fucking H.H. H. Holmes, the absolute legend. Spoiler alert. Oh, shit, yeah. Next week, we are going to be talking about Mr. Henry Howard Holmes... America's first urban serial killer. No way, but America's first serial killer is like very modern for us, isn't it? As Brits. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. We've had we'd had serial killer. No, it's Jack the Ripper being Jack the gone Ripper by was this point. Jack the Ripper was like uh, five or ten years before. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. Oh, that's right. No, yeah, because Ripper was. Yeah, yeah, and he was eighteen eighties, wasn't he? We should know this, considering our job was based around Jack the Ripper at one point. We legit should actually know this. As plus, we've got a uh, mutual friend, um, yeah, who <laughs> does Ripper walks yeah. and it tells you all about it. And I've been on one of them, and they are fantastic. Um, and he's, he knows what he sh- knows his shit. Uh, August and uh, November, eighteen eighty-eight. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, Holmes is around, sort of. Uh, 
he's kind of youngish at that time, I think. Yeah. Cool. Speaking of Jack the Ripper, I imagine we will have like a. I think we're going to plan something big for Jack the Ripper. Yeah. We'll, I we'll, think we'll have a guest. Yeah, we're we're going to look to get a guest in for a Jack the Ripper episode. Yep, I think that'll be episodes. That'll be big. We, we might not be this month. It won't. Well, it definitely won't be this month. It, won't, it, won't, it, it probably won't. won't be next month. <laughs> no, we're gonna, we need to plan this. At one. Some point later in the year. Yeah, maybe some like towards the Easter period. Maybe that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll try and figure something out. Well, well, so look forward to that, guys. Um, that was Fred and Rose West. Yes, it was one of the most infamous serial killers in British history. They were fucked up individuals, and I hope Rose dies soon. Yeah, come on. What's she hanging on for? Yeah. Just fucking taxpayers' money at the minute. Yeah, making cupcakes for all the other prisoners. Mm. Bitch. Bitch. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. I don't know what the date is. Uh, oh, actually, that's a very good point. What is the date? We need to check that out. Yeah. Today's date, if you didn't know already, everyone, because I know you've just double-checked, it's the 31st of January. It's Brexit Day. Oh, shit. If we're not out of the EU today, Boris Johnson has failed. He'll be dead in a ditch. Yeah. Brexit, happy Brexit Day, happy everyone. Happy Brexit Day. If you're American and like don't know what Brexit means, I'm not going to lie. Neither do we. It's, We're it's, just going to see what happens. It is a quagmire of things. Yeah. Happy Brexit Day, Happy everyone. Brexit Day. Fucking, they, you know they're going to do a festival in 2022, a Brexit festival. Oh, and apparently, yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to like... Uh, they want the taxpayer to pay for it. Fundraise as well for Big Ben to announce on... <laughs> to go off on Brexit Day. Jesus Christ. Which is today, so we'll know if it happened or not. Merry Brexit Day. <laughs> Merry Brexit Day. Right. Socials? Oh, yeah. Uh, Twitter, at That's WPD. Instagram, That's What People Do Podcast. And Facebook, That's What People Do. Or at That's WPD. And always, drop us an email. At that's What People Do Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, send us your... Um, send us your... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Suggestions? Suggestions, that's the word I'm looking for. Send us your suggestions. If there's anyone that you know of who you think, fucking hell, man, this guy's crazy or this person's crazy, it'd be really cool if you guys would talk about it, send them our way. We'd happily sit there and read over it. Um, I'm currently reading a book. Um, Bloody hell, that's uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm reading a book currently about one of my bad guys who will be coming out soonish. Yeah. So look forward to that. I have no idea who's coming next month. It's exciting for me as it is for you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, look forward to that, guys, and we shall see you next week. Catch you later.